Yeah, baby. Wonder if all my bad decisions get accounted in the algorithms. No statistician could dissuade me from my bigger vision. I know my occupation's quite an unlikely place in this world to occupy and talk about upon a daily basis. Our information's predetermined by some biased business. We all sermon to silicon that push up lovely neighbors. I'm done with paper chasing, think I'm on the bigger banquets. Miss that full circle, new wave, energy on a Tuesday. Turn a blue day to a bright hue, yellow with a smooth in hair, extra fruité the brain. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are, Friday Night Live. It's been a while, but I'm back. Sorry for uh, if you're listening or you're here live, not on podcast. Podcast. What a what a um, a weird thought that podcasts kind of exist outside of time, but exist in time all at the same time. Because if you think about a podcast, it can be listened at any time, anywhere, and so it's not constrained to a time limit. Or a, a time span, except for the day that it's published, and maybe one day when the internet finally shuts down and AI kills us all, that it lasts in infinity out there at any time can be taken in as media. Unlike this live stream, which has a start time, which is 9 o'clock, and it's officially 9.05, and I'm late. So here we are. The reason I'm late is because I went to Sonic, and it was supposed to be a five-minute trip. It turned into a 25-minute trip, and... Uh, I did get a milkshake though, and it has made me very, very happy. Bailey, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm trying to process what the hell you just said, but I'm also really stupid. So I'm just going to go out with that and say, uh, it takes my brain a couple minutes extra than most folks, but you're not uh, stupid. You're one of the smartest people I know. Uh, maybe you're, you're pretty stupid. <laughs> maybe I need to get some smarter friends. Yeah, you need to get some smarter friends. Yeah. Uh, no, buddy, I'm good. good. Uh, life is great right now. Uh, was a busy Friday with work, but we're getting up real early tomorrow, going fishing. Uh, fiance's away on a bachelorette party, Ooh, so we uh, we're, we're the bachelor with the with the the soul cat by himself this weekend. <laughs> a man, but, uh, his cat, and his stash. I love man, it. his cat, and his stash. I right. love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, I'm glad you're here, buddy. It's uh, it's been a while since we did one of these. We did a podcast together several few weeks ago back and uh but we've not done a live stream together in a while so i'm glad you're here ben's supposed to be joining us here before too long i don't know when he's normally late he's got all them chitlins to wrangle up and so i think he's going to be here in a little while but tonight we're doing another underrated overrated because when alex is lady lazy and doesn't have a guest for friday nights he invites his friends and says hey let's put a bunch of topics on the screen and talk about them (laughs) like our opinions matter and you know, that that is what it is. We're also going to be raising some money tonight, so we do got a raffle going on. I know everybody loves a good raffle. Uh, I'm raffling off something. I don't even know if I have permission to raffle off, but I really don't care because at this point, you know, if, if something's said to me about raising money for pediatric cancer and, hey, you know what, let's fight about it. I'll definitely do it. But no, for real, I think it's going to be fine because this thing comes out here uh next month anyway and so everybody will uh, actually comes out this month we're in the month in which it comes out so super exciting i'm raffling off a coal shad oh well good for you actually uh i can give an update and i don't think they'll get pissed at me okay uh but it actually releases this week oh when did they change that um just recently to my knowledge (laughs) 
News to me as well. So cheers, cheers, <laughs> everybody! You get a soon to be released this week call shad. Yeah, so I'm Woo! raffling off a eight inch call shad, and then I'm also going to be raffling off a, a Revo SX rocket. And so that's the two things we'll be raffling off tonight. We'll have two separate winners um, tonight. We're going to be raising money for the Punt Foundation, and Punt Foundation is a pediatric cancer foundation that helps to alleviate all the financial stress of a child having cancer. So, like if a family needs help with um, a light bill or a water bill, or they need some food vouchers or parking vouchers or gas money to get back and forth to the hospital. Pump Foundation helps with stuff like that. It's also the foundation that my dad wanted any money that people felt led to buy flowers when he passed away. That He didn't want flowers bought for him. He wanted all the money to give to the Pump Foundation. And so we're going to raise some money tonight, and it's really simple. The way that we do that is in a raffle form. You go down below, hit the link at the top of my description. It'll take you to alexredfishing.com, and you can go there. And for every dollar that you put into the raffle, you get one entry into that raffle. And so there you go, guys. We're going to write some money tonight. Let's see what we can get done. Um, I'd hey, love buddy. To, yeah. I'm going to throw in a crap ton of Maxent on that, too, for one of the winners. You're going to crap on Maxent? What? I'm going to crap on a Maxent. No, I'll throw in a bunch of Maxent. I'll even add this. For, for people that need to get in on this, I'm going to throw in two packs of a Maxent bait that you can only get in Japan. Ooh. So, yes. Not only do you get an unreleased call shad, or have the possibility to get an unreleased call shad, you get a brand new Revo SX rocket, and then you also get a JDM exclusive Max Scent bait, as well as a pile of other Max Scent baits. So, that's right. Let it rip, Tater Chip. I'll remind you guys as we go through this thing that we're doing this raffle. But, right? Uh oh, uh oh, I screwed something up. Yep, I'm. I am a jackass. Hold on. Hold on. Can you hear me? Uh-oh. I've I've really messed up now. All right. Can you hear me now? Oh, we can hear you. There you go. Yes. There it is. All right. So anyway, so not only do you get those things, but go ahead, guys. Go to AlexRedFishing.com. There's a donate button. Hit that donate button. Every dollar that you donate, you get an entry into the raffle. And so, yeah, I don't know where Ben's at, but me and Bailey are going to get going because, you know, we can't not. I mean, I guess again, we go back to the old, uh, the whole idea of the podcast living within infinity. Um, right. But we have a time constraint, and so we're here, and we're going to get this thing going. So again, underrated, overrated for you guys have never listened to it before. If you're new to the Alex Red Fishing podcast experience, because let's be honest, that's exactly what it is. Is it? Is it? Is it? it, 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 it I have just had a stroke. It you is an experience. It is an experience. What's in that milkshake? Hey, bro, there ain't no telling. <laughs> it is an experience when you come here on a Friday night and you have to deal with me and whoever else might be here with me. But uh, <laughs> underrated, overrated is a. I don't know. It's like a discussion back and forth. We got a bunch of topics that I've got written out here, and we just go at it and we say whether they're underrated, overrated, or adequately rated. And so the first one is fly fishing. Now, Bailey, this was your suggestion. So I'm going to let you go first on this one. Like, is it underrated? Is it overrated? Uh, tell me about fly fishing, buddy. So <laughs> this is we good. have our, we have our group chat and I, quite honestly, I was totally being sarcastic when I put this in here. Uh, because some of my coworkers 
for the agency I worked for are fly fishermen, and they mm-hmm. were like pinging me at the time. Yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, fly fishing, like totally is a joke. But then you put it on the list. I'm like, I will rock with it. Oh, like, yeah, we're why gonna, not? We're gonna send it. Why Let's not? see. Yeah, I think so. He, here's my take. I think fly fishing as a sport and a skill underrated because that's that stuff takes a while to learn from a mechanic standpoint. Uh, I might get hate for this, but the culture of fly fishing and like the whole how people act and kind of the uppityness of it, I'm going to say overrated because it's very bougie for a fishing sport. So I have to say that when you do go to ICAST, it is hilarious because you've got like the saltwater guys, you've got the freshwater guys, and then you have fly fishing. And fly fishing is like its own little section of iCast. And honest to God, when you walk into the, the fly fishing section of iCast, it goes from like beer and, you know, ACDC to like charcuterie boards, wine, yeah. and like you classic. Know, and classical, classic, yeah, classical opera. music. Like it's not a joke. <laughs> like I walked over the other side, I was like, wow, it's so calm over here. Like no one's it's talking. It's like violin music playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like no one's talking. No one's, you know, it's just so nice and peaceful. Very pinkies out. Yes. What it is. Pinkies out. Very pinkies out. But no. So here's my deal. I, I literally can't even talk about it because I don't, I don't, like I've never done it. Like I've never fly fished. I've never even targeted like a trout on purpose or targeted anything on a fly on purpose. But I do have to say it's probably highly underrated, especially in the bass fishing world, because of the potential of catching really finicky, like finessey fish on a fly rod is probably definitely there. And there could be like a whole dynamic of bass fishing that we don't even know about. I actually saw a guy on a local lake around here that actually is a lake that is known for having fish that are very, very finessey who was fly fishing. And I watched him catch like a five pounder standing on the bank with a fly rod. And so, you know, I was like, huh, I, 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 I bet there's something to this, but yeah, I find it interesting. I, I mean, I would love to do it. I think uh, next time I go fish with my buddy, Mr. Judd, uh, I think that I'm going to uh, get him to help me to catch my first redfish on a fly. And that way I just have the experience of doing that. And I can say, Hey, I've caught something on a fly before. So yeah, I'm going underrated because I think the potential is there. Um, but I, I don't know enough about it to even really talk about it. I'll, again, Bailey, I just, I'll let you have it. It's totally so. sarcastic. Me yeah. like offering as a su- uh, subject. But okay. So here we are. So, so Ben, I texted Ben and asked him if he was coming and apparently he is in the middle of making a balloon st- statue thing. And so he just sent me the pictures of the balloons and it looks like it's Paul is Patro. He a clown? No, I think I, it's one of the girls' birthdays, I would assume. I just don't know. I guess it's maybe Caroline's, I think, but it's a balloon arch and it looks like Paul Patrol is the uh, theme for the birthday party. So that's where oh, Benjamin's boy. at. So Benjamin isn't coming. I thought he was, but Good luck, soldier. Yeah, he's he's backed out. He's got to do daddy duty tonight. <laughs> and I mean, listen, Ain't nobody does daddy duty quite like Ben does daddy duty. Like he's, he's dad of the year, man. He's, he is committed all the way, like committed all the way. So yeah. You, you remember that TV show? I can't remember from my real life of me, what channels on my mom used to always watch it. when I was growing up, but it was like, it was like the parents that had like eight kids or something like that. And they were like, I had a reality show. Oh, the Duggars. I, I have no idea what their names are. I, I was trying to make a stupid joke to say that Ben was going to be like the next one, but here we are. Uh, here we are. No, listen, <laughs> side tangent, rabbit hole. Have you, you've probably not. I think it just came out today. You know, the Duggars, right? Is the people that had 20 no. kids. 
No. Okay, so there was this family called the Duggars. They had a show on TLC, and they're like <clears throat> some kind of weird like sect of Christianity that like is all about just like, you know, having kids. Like they pop them kids out like rabbits. Well, anyway, these people ended up having 20 kids. And there was this whole big controversy anyway. Like one of the older kids like ended up like sexually abusing some of the sisters. Just do this whole thing. Whole thing. Crazy thing. Anyway, they made it like a documentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they made a documentary about the whole situation. Dude, it is like 12 times crazier than you could ever think that it was. And so me and Bethany watched it today. And like, as I am I was editing, today was an office day for me. So I was editing and whatever, and we had it on the background. And like, I found myself several, several times just like watching the TV because it's like, there's this one thing where like the guy who is like the lead like person of it all come up with like this rule book for like women, how women should act and like, like, oh, yeah. And I mean, it's essentially like bend over, make my babies, like cook my food. And if you don't do what I say, I'm going to beat you with a rod kind of stuff. And like, dude, it what is the? crazy. I highly, highly recommend watching it because it is just some of the craziest crap that you'll ever see. And it was just, I was enthralled at one point. Like, I'm just like, this, holy moly. It's like Tiger King. You like, you think this can't get any crazier. And then it gets just a, a, a little bit crazier. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but underrated, overrated. Let's keep this. Let's keep this train of rolling down the tracks. Sorry, I don't even have this stuff pulled up here. There it is. Nope, that's not it. There it is. Underrated, overrated. So this one's gonna probably be a whole rabbit hole into itself. <laughs> Chat GPT and AI. So let's start with Chat GPT, and then we'll move into AI as a whole. What underrated, overrated Chat GPT? Uh underrated because. I can make YouTube descriptions and such much easier now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I mean, I don't want to say it out loud, but like, I know there's people. I haven't done it yet, uh, but there's people in PR that are running press releases now using ChatGPT. I mean, not surprising. I mean, it's it's good. It's not great, but it needs edits. It's good once it's done. Yeah. Yeah. You need to alter the text. Yeah, there's like some stuff like that I'll ask you, you know, write me a description of a, what a buzzbait is. And it's like it's there but it's and it's also like someone who's got a little bit of a brain injury wrote it. Like it's it's like there's just a few <laughs> just a few black holes in like the whole like idea of it coming it's together. Like like somebody who's working in the fishing section at Dick's Sporting Goods wrote it. I think we all know how annoying it can be when you are dealing with somebody that's supposed to know what they're talking about and they don't know what they're talking about. You know, you go to Bass Pro and you ask somebody about a lure or a rod or a reel and really they don't know anything about fishing. They're just working at a place that sells fishing things and they act like they know more about it than they actually do. Well, the same goes for batteries. And, you know, if you go into a Walmart or even an AutoZone or some place like that and you ask about batteries, most of the time the people who work there aren't going to know anything about them. But if you go into a Batteries Plus and you ask about X2 Power Batteries, you're going to get a hold of somebody that knows about the batteries and knows how they work in the situation that you're buying them for. And I know this for a fact because not only have I been to the 
the stores personally and helped to train some of the staff on actually what bass boats are and what some of the applications that the batteries are going to be used for in bass boats and kayaks. But I've also made some video material and some educational material that helps the employees to learn about bass boats and kayaks and how to apply X2 batteries where they belong. So if you're looking to repower your boat or to power your kayak, go to a Batteries Plus near you and check out X2 Power Batteries because X2 is making batteries in every category that you can imagine for every job that you can imagine from small little lithiums that you put in your kayak to big blue type AGMs that power all the electronics on your boat. They've got what you need. And me personally, I've got a little 20 amp hour lithium in my kayak that powers my Helix 9 graph flawlessly. And then in the boat and the new boat that I'm rigging, I'm sticking with the blue top AGMs because why mess with success? It's a ton of power that I never have to worry about. So if you're interested in checking out some X2 power batteries, again, you can go to a local Batteries Plus near you and check them out. Walk in, literally ask for the X2 power batteries. They'll be able to tell you everything about them or go to the X2 power batteries website. It's just x2powerbatteries.com also in both places use the code rudx 2 that's r-u-d-d-x-2 and it'll save you 10 percent off your entire order now let's get back into the ai discussion that let's be honest is very very interesting yes exactly yeah <laughs> yeah it's like going to somebody at the dick sporting goods and be like tell me about this abu garcia stx and they're like Oh, it's a very good reel. Um, you know, it has an all aluminum frame. It's got 10 ball bearings. Um, it's very good for all kinds of fishing, even whale fishing. And it's like, what, what, what was that part right there? Back up just like, what kind of fishing? And it's, it's like, it's little things like that, but <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's interesting to me. Like I've used chat GPT to help me write, you know, like, a title for a video or a video description, video descriptions. It's great because all it does is hit a bunch of big keywords that you need to, you need to like hit to make it work well on YouTube. But like outside of that, one thing I've heard that is very interesting and everybody's like super kind of freaked out about this is there's a bunch of college students who have got together and they're asking chat GPT to pick their stock picks for them. Yeah, and it's working, like, really, really really good. Yeah, so it's like, you know, they're not making huge gains, but like your little day trader, your little penny stock dude, your guy who you might dabble in a little bit of, you know, Robin Hood, it's asking it to do that for it, and and it's spitting out some pretty good recommendations on making some money, and so... Man, there's no telling where that goes from here. And the, 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 here's the deal. We're only on like the fourth iteration of ChatGPT. What happens when we're on the 10th iteration of ChatGPT? Like, where does it go from there? Dude, I, that, that's the thing we were talking about earlier that scares the hell out of me. Yeah. It's like, like, what are we going to be dealing with? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and uh, See, I don't, I don't get this. So I went to my ChatGPT app and I said, what stock should I invest in? And it says, as an AI language model, I am not authorized to provide financial or investment advice. Hmm. Maybe they're using I, some other AI. Or maybe they have the full version. I mean, I have the free version. So I don't know. Maybe there's like a loophole around that. But dude, to answer your question, I mean, I feel like if this is what it can do now, because like I was sending you guys screenshots playing around with it, like asking it, hey, if I am fishing a, tur- a kayak tournament, like give me a YouTube title for a kayak bass fishing tournament. Yeah, and that's the things out. it comes up with. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my God, that's a legit title. Like I can see that being 
you know, something I would probably put in. Well, you know, and it was like, yeah, but it's like, if, if that's what it's at now, who knows what the technology, like, and, and especially in regards to what parties are involved and the admissions it gives. And with that, like what information it becomes available to that technology. Like if you get with my drift, like who knows what it's going to be able to come up with. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking earlier, how it's like too late to stop it. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to a point, like, are we just screwed? Like, are we yeah. just like going to have to let it rock? Like there's no way to abort it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And, and, and that's the crazy thing is like, you know, where does it go? And I think this is where you move into the AI conversation. And so to go back, Underrated, overrated, chat GPT. I'm going underrated for the basic fact that it can do a lot of common grunt tasks that we don't like to do. It can do them very quickly, and it can do them to an efficiency level that allows us to cut down on, you know, even 10 to 15 hours of work within our work week. And that 10 to 15 hours can be used to do something more effective than writing out whatever. You know what I mean? And and I think that eventually – and people, this may, you know, get some people on a tizzy. Like, dude, your job is going to be obsolete for writing press releases oh, in, yeah. in 10 years. It just is. And I hope it is. I yeah. hate that crap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's going to be a robot that does that crap for us because there'll yeah. be a robot that will be able to take in the information faster and articulate it better than a human ever could. And we're going to be able to put it out there for people to be able to then take in and or use some other sort of AI to take it in and then it disseminates information to them. So I think that's highly underrated in that sense. Now, -hmm. when you move into AI, like big AI, it is absolutely the most terrifying thing that you could ever imagine. And I really, really think that people don't understand what it actually is. And my thought process is just like a lot of things that we deal with in life, the Manhattan Project, different military projects that you can think of when it comes to jets and military weapons and, and nuclear weapons and hypersonic weapons, like these things that, oh, it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, it existed. It's been existing for 15 years. We've just not said anything about it. I think that AI is very, very similar, and I think that AI is already out of control or it's it's outside of our control, like Ultron. Like, AI's potential is like Ultron in the Stop Avengers. It. Like once it's in the internet, it's over. And there's actually this big panel of like people who are a hell of a lot smarter than we are about about robots and technology and AI that has come out and said like we need to stop because AI could be the end of humanity. And essentially what it would be is AI would become sentient. It would then hack into the internet and be able to hack into all these different things. It would understand that humans are to their own detriment in its own weird convoluted AI way. And it would hit all the buttons on all the nuclear silos and it would kill us all. I mean, it ain't wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's something to that. Could you imagine though? Like we're sitting there out in the lake, like just kayak fishing, like talking to our GoPros, filming a video. And we're like, Oh, look at that. To shooting star. Hey, it's noon. Yeah. Oh well, folks, it's nice knowing you guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, dude, it's ah, man, it's Terminator. I mean, like every time I read or hear anything about like AI, and I should have had the sound queued up. It's turn like dun, 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 dun. like it's it's Terminator music intensifies. Like it scares the hell out of me. Dude, man. it does me too, man. Like it's it so, makes me jealous of the Amish. 
Well, I mean, they're dead too. They just ain't gonna know death's coming. <laughs> yeah, that's dude. I was so uh, the other day, uh, my fiance and I were. It was Memorial Day, and we were going to the lake, and uh, we were going to this one place that's got a big community of Amish people that uh, you have to drive through to get to the lake. Yeah, and like we were driving through, and we were like, you know, taking our time, like going slowly behind, like the horse and buggy, like the Amish people that are trying to go into town to do whatever and. Uh, I'm sitting there I'm like, could you imagine like, you know, with all we we're, we have these phones that tell us like a war with China or Russia is mm-hmm. imminent and all these things. And we're like freaking out because we're getting fed this freaking information. And you're just like, but imagine being Amish and like not having any idea that any of this is going on. And like, say we get invaded and you just see these random like, soldiers show up on your property. And yeah. You're like, I have no idea what the hell's going on. Yeah, what, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. I- <laughs> I think I think I think sometimes that we get very caught up in things because it's fed to us so regularly and so fast. One of the best things that I ever did for my just sanity and existence is I made it where my phone doesn't give me any notifications other than phone calls and text messages. And then after nine o'clock at night, it turns off to only a certain group of people that I allow to send me to call me and send me text messages unless I physically pick up my phone and like go into the app and look at that thing. So I get no notifications from YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, nothing. I get no note, even my email, I don't get notifications. And I made it that way because it's just, we get fed too much bull crap all day long. And all it does is add to the stress of your life that you've already got going on. And life's too short to be that stressed out about bullshit all the time. And Mm -hmm. so like for everybody's sanity, like really like, just take a step back away from it. Turn off all your notifications on your phone. Hell, leave your phone in the truck and just go fishing. Like, yeah. if something goes wrong while you're on the water that you need your phone, like, you were just meant to die anyway, and your phone's in the truck, you're just meant to just let it happen. I mean, like, there's, you know, I think about, like, my dad, I think about my grandparents. I mean, even my dad grew up in a time where you didn't have cell phones. You know, he yeah. would go and he would go hunting out in the middle of freaking nowhere, God's country, and not have a cell phone. And he wasn't worried anything about it. Ah, oh, the simplicity of not worrying about cell phones and, you know, times past. I mean, really, we, we used to live in a time where nobody had a phone. Nobody communicated with each other like they do today. And people were okay. But there are situations where you're not okay and where things do go wrong. And one of the best ways to make sure that when things do go wrong, that you have everything that you need at your disposal to get through that problem, you need to invest in good insurance, whether it's car insurance, boat insurance, house insurance, life insurance, whatever it is, having good insurance can mean the difference between getting all your needs fulfilled and being able to afford medical care or afford rebuilding a house or whatever it is and not. So if you're looking to re-up your insurance or you've been looking at your insurance and you just think, hey, I'm spending too much money, I don't know if I've got enough coverage, give Matt Phillips a call over at First Choice Insurance. I have all of my insurance needs fulfilled through First Choice, home, car, health, life, the whole nine. Matt has helped me to pick the policies that I need to make sure I have the coverage that I want and that I need at a price that I can afford. And that's the biggest thing. You know, when it comes to these giant corporations that hand out insurance, the problem is you get a hold of an agent whose job is to sell you insurance and to make as much money as they possibly can. And while Matt wants to make money and First Choice wants to make money, it's a personal connection. 
connection. It's somebody that you can call and talk to any day of the week if you have any questions. It's going to answer the questions truthfully to make sure that you're getting what you need at a price that you can afford. And that's what I love about it. I have a guy for everything. And Matt is my insurance guy. So give Matt Phillips a call over at First Choice Insurance. It's 573-686-2870. Again, it's First Choice Insurance. Matt Phillips is the guy's name. It's 573-686-2870. Or you can check him out on Facebook by just searching up First Choice Insurance. Now, let's get back into this conversation about Tom's past and the simplicity of not having a cell phone. Like, you know, he would call my mom on uh, on a payphone. And it's like, you can live that existence. You do not have to be tied to your phone all the time and tied to that pinging all the time. And even this freaking watch that I got on, it's a little mini computer, but guess what? Zero notifications after nine o'clock, zero notifications from any social media. Because even though my job is social media, my life doesn't revolve around social media. Like, yeah. And that's the problem with a lot of people too, man, is like, it's being so bought into the system of social media. Like you look at like people who all they do is like doom scroll Instagram and Facebook all day long. And it's just like the Republicans hate us. The Democrats hate us. Everybody hates us. Black, white, yellow, just like everything has to do this and do that. I kind of sound like a, what's that guy's name? Alex. Uh, oh, I don't know. On Rogan's podcast. Yeah, the frauds are gay. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Like you got a uh, band from Rogan. Yeah. Uh, what is that guy's name? Oh God. I always forget. Smith? Elk Smith. No. Uh, I don't know. Somebody well, that's say, the quarterback. Never mind. Hold so, on. Hold on. I'll somebody will say it here in the comments here in a minute. But the only thing I can always remember is the frogs are gay. That is like my favorite thing. And the one where he goes, listen, listen, I'm a little retarded. That Alex is my Jones. Alex Jones. There you go. That's like my two favorite things that that dude ever said was those two things. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So we went off on a tangent there. But I don't know, man. I don't know where AI goes. I just know every time I hear anything about AI, I hear the Terminator music off in the distance. Just dun, 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 dun. So I know we were talking about it earlier, and you're like the only you know recourse that we could do, or like from the panel you listen to, to fix AI would be to just completely disconnect the internet as a whole. And dude, part of that sounds so nice, like the whole living off the land deal. Obviously, we'd be fine. There'd be a lot of people that'd be screwed, but like the whole part of it that it's kind of comforting, I guess, as you know, outdoors folk is like, if there was to be something where the internet shut down, we couldn't communicate via technology anymore of knowing how to fish, knowing how to hunt, knowing how to at least survive. Yeah. And that's where like the, the people that (laughs) it sounds so petty, but like the things I see on social media of the people that like are screaming at people because they're fishing and hurting fish or they're, they're, you know, pedo with the whole anti-hunting thing. All those people are screwed. Like, it's like, honestly, it kind of sounds nice. The fact of like just living off the land, being at peace and quiet for a change. So versus- I saw a thing, <clears throat> a thing, or I was listening to a podcast the other day. I got on this new podcast. Let me tell you guys about it. I don't know this human um, at all, and neither does this human know me, but I've been enjoying his show. It's the Sean Ryan Show. Sean Ryan is a former Navy SEAL, and he's a real badass dude, and he has a bunch of awesome people on. But he had a guy on talking about the power grid, and it said that the U.S. power grid is probably our most vulnerable thing that we have. Like at any moment, I mean, you drop an EMP, uh, you know, a solar pulse off the sun, anything like that, boom, it's gone. And, like, you can knock out the whole power grid so easy. But he said if the power grid went off, 
that at, within nine months, 90% of the U.S. population would be dead. Damn. And so, yeah. And that's See, how- this is where like, I don't understand. Like, if this is capable, why are we talking about it? Why are we letting people know this is a capability? Like, it, it blows my mind that, like, the government talks about, like, the ins and outs of our military and what we can and can't do, what we're thinking of doing and not doing. It's I like, think why th- are we portraying this? Why are we broadcasting this? I stuff? think though we underestimate the amount of secrets that they still have though. Yeah. But at the same point in time, like secret or not, why are we, why, why are we, we talking, talking about it? Period. Yeah. Yeah. You know I, don't, I, mean? I don't know. That is an interesting thought. I don't know why. I mean, it is, it, dude. I don't know. I, that that was an interesting podcast, though. Like, I listened to that one, and it was like, and I, dude, I've always known that. Like, and I always tell people, like, I'm like, listen, it doesn't even have to be like China. He did say the number one way to deliver an, a high altitude EMP, though, is a weather balloon. But anyway, um, it doesn't even have to be China. Like, it could be the sun itself. And so, like, he was talking about an event back in the is the late 1800s, like 1880s time frame um and it was called the something that started with a c like the the claritin event not claritin that's damn that's allergy mess and the uh i don't know anyway like the claxton event or something like that but it was it was a a solar flare so the sun like shoots off these flares or whatever i don't you know the sun can discharge energy and um, he discharged it like the sun discharged energy and it hit earth and it was so dramatic that it like blew up um, um, hell, Alex, you know, what's the, um, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, we used to communicate. Oh, Morse code. Morse. Yeah. What were the, but what are those machines called? Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, anyway, those machines, why can I not remember that? The, um, anyway, it like blew up those machines. It like injured people. It fried any kind of power lines that we had, like anything electronic that we had at that point, it fried every bit of it. Um, coronal mass ejection is what it's called. Thank you, Diggs. That's awesome. So it's called a coronal mass ejection and telegraph. Thank you. Lord of mercy. My brain is not working tonight. So it was a coronal mass ejection and it literally blew up telegraph machines and like injured people and fried telegraph wires and did on anything electrical. It just fried it. And here's the deal that can happen at any time. He, he said a statistic on there that it, Every 10 years that passes from that last coronal mass ejection, our percentage chance of it happening again goes up 12%. So how many decades has passed since 1880? So we're like, we're like past the point of no return for a coronal mass ejection. And it can literally fry our entire system and we're just screwed. Jesus. Why do we got to be giving nightmares, man? That's what I do. Where's porn. Ben? Where's Ben? I need dad. It's Where's fear. dad? It's nothing but fear <laughs> porn around the Alex Rudd podcast. <laughs> just just fear porn. Oh, Lord. I, anyway, dude, we went down a big rabbit hole there. I mean, we started with chat GPT and ended with coronal mass ejections. I like that. That's good stuff. <laughs> um, reminder, raffle is still going on. For anybody that just tuned in, we're doing a raffle. We're giving away a raffling off. Uh, eight-inch coal shad, a Revo SX rocket, and a whole bunch of Maxent stuff, including some un or some Japanese, some JDM baits that aren't 
available in America. Go down below, hit the link, alexredfishing.com for every dollar that you put in to the raffle. It is one entry, and every bit of that money goes to the Punt Foundation on behalf of my father because... Yeah, that's what dad wanted. And so we're going to do our part. There's been a lot of people who have already helped. I have to say, um, I do want to take one moment here. I know that we haven't underrated, overrated, whatever. We got to do that. We'll get to that. We're going to get to that. But I want to take a second. I want to tell you guys how much I appreciate you. I know there's not a whole ton of people in here, but there'll probably be, you know, a couple thousand people that watch this thing. And for anybody that watches it and has got this far in or you're listening to this on podcast forum, appreciate you guys a whole, whole ton. Um, at this point, I have thousands of comments, emails, messages, just, you know, saying your condolences about dad dying and it helps. It really does. I mean, it's, it's just cool to know that you guys are out there and that you care enough to even take a little bit of time out of your day, even if it's ingenuine or it's the most genuine thing that you've ever done. Just the time, this is the thought that you took a little time out of your day to say something or do something is amazing. So I appreciate you guys, and it's been really cool to see the response from some of you folks. Um, I had a, a guy named Mike Waquez, I think is how you say his last name. Um, he PayPal'd me 50 bucks and said, go get dinner on me. And, you know, like that's – that's you don't have to do – like you guys don't have to do that. Like it's so awesome. Like I, I love – I love that you guys give and I love to see us raise money, but I always going to, I always want to give something back. You know what I mean? And, and just to have somebody give me a gift like that, it was really cool. Cause like, I'm never, I wasn't raised in like a family or raised around people that just like give you money, you know? And like, we just don't like get handed money. And so to have that and just to see the outpouring of support, not only from this community on here, but like my local community as well. And just my family and all that. I mean, it's been awesome, and so it's it's hard, guys. I'm not gonna lie; I'll never lie lie, lie to you. It's uh, it's it's hard. Like there's some days that I just get by, but I get by, and that's all that matters. So, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. That's enough. Uh, that's enough sentimental bull crap. Let's uh, let's get let's get back into a little bit of underrated, overrated. All right, underrated, overrated, summertime fishing underrated underrated all right explain yourself everybody always hypes up spring fishing first uh-huh, uh-huh. uh i think us northern folk the ones that are not fair weather fishermen hype up fall fishing yeah uh and summer fishing gets always drowned out because it's warm it's hot it's sunny it's some days are miserable from a temp standpoint um this is more personal than anything because there's a big group of fish that move offshore and I really love that because I'm an offshore guy. You know me, like mm-hmm. I like to be using my electronics mm-hmm. to find fish yeah. that are off the bank. Yeah. Like when everyone's flipping docks and don't get me wrong, I will salivate at getting up shallow and flipping grass and catching them and frogging. I will lo- I love to do that more than anything else, but I also love getting offshore and finding fish that no one else has found. Yeah. Uh, and summer is a great time to do that. Yeah. Uh, my favorite times to do that are summer and the very, like as soon as we have ice out up here up North. Um, but I think summer gets so like, I think it's when most people are fishing, but mm-hmm. it's when a lot of people are also complaining mm-hmm. because it's hot. It's miserable, groggy where like, I'm excited for yeah. summer fishing. Like I love when they get out there and you got to figure them out. That's, I don't know. I think it's underrated from that standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, here's the deal. Ten years ago, I would have fought you if you just said summer fishing was overrated because the freaking bite around here ten years ago, offshore, summer, like cranking a crankbait, dragging a worm was off the chain. And it still can be, but like – Dude, these lakes just get so, they get molested. I mean, they get absolutely bent over by just the amount of people. And it's not just fishermen. Fishermen are a huge part of it because they're the ones putting the direct pressure on the fish. But, I mean, just everybody's out there. Freaking kayakers, wakeboard boaters, pontoon boats. I mean, you know, cigar boats, big giant cabin cruisers. And, I mean, you know, I was fishing uh, Saturday was it Saturday? Last Saturday? Whenever I fished that tournament. But I was like up in these little creeks in the middle of nowhere. And I pulled into two separate little like, not even ramps. I would just call them put-in spots. Like, you know, like you could just throw your kayak off the side of a, off the road and go to this little creek. And like just packed to the brim with people and people in there fishing. It just amazes me the amount of pressure that it gets. But I do love a good like offshore deep cranking bite. Like that is one of my favorite bites in the whole entire world. You you can still do it on Gunnersville, um, just because of the sheer size of the place. There's still untouched fish. You just got to work really hard for them. Obviously, these giant TVA reservoirs are still that ledge bite. But even then, man, it's not what it used to be. Like you know. Ten years ago, six, seven years ago, you know, I went down to Wheeler. It was about it's probably seven, eight years ago now. And I went down there and, you know, me and a buddy of mine, Chase, we went out and, you know, pull up to the first pot. I catch like a six and a half pounder on a big worm. And then we go to another spot and sit there and catch like twenty four pounders off this one school. And I mean, just blasting them. And like that doesn't exist anymore because it just gets absolutely beat to death and so because of that i would say that summer fishing where i live how i would like to summer fish which is like the deep diving crankbaits big worms offshore dragging something it's highly overrated um now a little bit of skinny water river and creek fishing in the summer dude like this time last year when you and i are fishing chick i know there's people going nuts in the comments right now about chickamauga but right now, like this very week, is my favorite time to fish chicken mug. That's uh, dude, it's sneaky. You Are the mayflies going yet? I got uh, to know. Uh, they weren't on Watts. I was on Watts Bar the other day, and there was not a mayfly to be seen. But the water is only like seventy-one on Watts Bar, so it's not oh. it's not hit like that magical. No, no, like we're still having shad spawns. Like I saw a full-blown shad spawn the other morning, and it's the first week of June. Like crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it may be different this year. I've heard chick offshores fishing pretty good, but like, <laughs> tell me to be quiet in your comments. <laughs> <laughs> shut, 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 boy. Um, yeah, no, no, the, the shallow water bite on chick though is it can be sneaky, but you got to know what you're doing. You got to know what you're doing. That's the whole thing is like, you know, like people can be like, you need to be quiet, but like, here's the deal. You, you still got to know where to go and what to do to get those fish to bite. And it's like, I don't think a whole lot of people know how to do it. And I think there's a lot of following goes on. And that happened to us in that chick event last year is like, we got followed straight up. Like we just got followed and like, we found something and then like 40 other people were like, Oh, we'll just go where these guys are going. And in like, yeah. 
Yeah, it didn't help. I put that Hobie on plane running into that creek that morning. <laughs> Probably didn't help. There was four or five people like, here you go, like a damn bat out of hell. And like, I seen one guy going across the lake that just cut a hard Yui and just started coming back. And I was like, oh God, here we go. But no, yeah. So, you know, I love it. I mean, I love the summer as far as like, I used to love the summer a lot more than I do now. Let's put it that way. But now I just have a new passion in the summer, which is going and finding these little bitty creeks and going and trying to find some little bitty creek that's full of four pounders. Mm -hmm. And I know there's one around here somewhere. It's just, you got to go find them. And and then too, I've been experimenting with really big baits in really small creeks and been having some surprising results. So that's fun too. But yeah, so I'm going to go overrated Bailey. He's over here living up North in New York. And he's just like, it's so underrated. Cause I can catch so many five pounders. It's not even funny. I love freaking chick though. This time of year. Come on. Although is this is this spring or summer for Chick right now? Ah, uh, this is summer, June summer. Yeah, I mean, God, I love this time of year down, Chick. Yeah. So someone uh, BW Smart asked, "What is my record muskie around my house?" I have a fifty-one incher, fifty-one, fifty, fifty-one. I didn't measure it. It's long as hell. I know that much. I got a picture of it. It's a damn big muskie. <laughs> it's the biggest one I ever caught. It was absolutely enormous. It was also so engorged with shad. That like her belly, like the scales on her belly, like literally were separating because her she had ate so much shad. It was one of the biggest, heaviest <laughs> fish I've ever caught in my life. But no, yeah, there's some giant. Mus- That's a whole nother deal down here that like nobody really knows about. Is we have giant muskies and they're dumber than rocks. Like they'll eat anything. And so, come on down, enjoy them because they eat a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, side tangent, rabbit hole. Cayuga MLF, what's it going to be it. like? Stop it. Don't go to Cayuga. It sucks. Okay, Cayuga sucks. <laughs> no, dude, it's going to be um, – MLF was really smart in coming when – because they recognize, hey, our format, we don't put fish in live wells, which means we can go to areas that have a no – no you can catch and release bass, but – doesn't have to be in season, which is New York. New York, we can catch and release all year long, uh, but there is a season. Um, there's only two counties in New York where you can do catch and release. It's up on the St. Lawrence River, um, but the rest of the state, like we can, as soon as the ice is, as long as ice is open or even ice fishing, like we can, we can fish for bass. Uh, MLF recognize that, and they are coming as soon as it's going to be every damn freaking fish. On the lake, it's going to be on beds. So they are going to pluck every single living, breathing bass off of a bed uh, on that lake. Uh, the north uh, end will probably be mostly post-spawn with some mix of spawn in there. I think pre-spawn is done on the north end because it is a glacial lake, which is like a northern flat, which turns into straight from 30 foot of water on a flat to 450 feet of water um so the the not south an exaggeration end, either it's literally four no it's legit feet. you yeah. can go look it up yeah. um the rest of the lake takes a long time to catch that's up. quite big i knew i hit the right one yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know why it keeps doing that all right. The ports are going out on my Mac. I need a new Mac. Just do. It's all good. It's 
all good. You know, you would think um, a three thousand dollar computer would last a little bit longer than a year and a half, but I guess not. That's not how these work. We gotta have warranty on it, right? Mm, I don't think they got more than like a year on them. Yeah. Well, I'll cap it. I'll cap it as this. Um, MLF is going to break every single one of their records at Cayuga. Hmm. Every single one. That's crazy. Yes, that's crazy. That dude. Which for folks that are kayak that listen to your show that aren't in the Hobie BOS on Cayuga yet, you're dumb. I don't mean to be insulting by that, but if you want to come up and experience uh, what many are saying the is the greatest largemouth and smallmouth inland fishery that we have in the entire country right now, you're missing out. So you're telling me I need to sign up for it and come up there? I thought you already were. No, when is it? Are you kidding me? End, end of June. Yeah, I'm coming. All right, come on now. Anthony, I'm going to New York. <laughs> okay, we're all good. All right. Is that, is that, that's like a scene from The Elf. No, it's like, uh, what's that? We're going to New York City. What's the one? Ma, the meatloaf. What's that <laughs> yeah. movie? I forgot. The Wedding is Crashers. Brothers? No, it's Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Ma, the meatloaf. I need what is Step Brothers? Is that, is that Cops? Yeah, he goes, he goes, why are you so sweaty? He goes, because I've been watching Cops. He goes, I know for a fact Cops doesn't come on until 2.30. You're lying. You touched my drum set. Yeah, Bethany said she's coming with me. All right, so we're coming. So Okay. I'll, I'll well, dude, I got it. a guest room now. We cool. can go fish the juice afterwards. Cool. I'm not signing. I was going to do that KBF on, on Chick next weekend, but I'm not signing up for it. Just 350 bucks is too expensive. To- 350 bucks to not get paid if you win is, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on just a second. I'm just saying. Eat. I'm just saying. I don't know anything about trust that it right now. I wouldn't trust it. Okay. Well, that it's like <laughs> AI, bro. Don't trust it right now. <laughs> the, let it let it figure itself out. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are of Bailey's and Bailey's alone. I have nothing to do with anything that he just said. No, take but, it out on me, not us. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I just kind of decided against it because number one, I want to fish Douglas because the Bass Nation. Tennessee Bass Nation is going to be there. And then also the little division I fish, which is the 10 cat, is going to be on Douglas on the 10th, which is the same day as one of the chick days. And so I thought I'd rather go to Douglas and go up there and try to catch some fish and win a little bit of money is to go down to chick and spend two days with a bunch of God knows how many people are going to be down there, especially on Saturday. There'll probably be like a 9,000 buck tournament. But anyway, um, we were doing a podcast about something and now we're not. And so we probably need to get back on that. <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> Overrated smokers. Mm. Underrated by a mile. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You have one? Do you own one? I have not, but my dad was aficionado before he he moved to Florida. Yeah. And I was not able to uh, partake in the smoked venison burgers that he would make every single week. Uh, and I'm very depressed since then. Uh, but, dude, it's so good. It's like, oh, good. But you, I'll say this. I can't do it right now because you need the time and your schedule to commit to doing that. Yeah, depending on what it is. Like simple things like chicken, hamburgers, that kind of that's easy. Like that's set it, forget it. You just walk away, put the probe in its ass and just let it cook. Right. Now I did do a brisket one time. That was very, very labor intensive. It turned out beautiful. I was very proud of my brisket. Very, very juicy, cooked perfectly. But I literally like put it on the night before and got up like several times throughout the night, checking on it and got up the next morning and had to pull it, wrap it, put it back on the smoker, pull it and then put it in a cooler to let it rest. I mean, it was an absolute job to do. 
but I love my smoker because it is just like I said, I can do I can take a family pack of chicken, I can throw it on the smoker, put the probe up its ass. When it I just let it go. I have an app on my phone that tells me when it hits one sixty five. And then I go out there and I pull it off, and I've got chicken for the whole entire week that goes great in anything. And when you smoke chicken, it takes it to another level. So, yes, Bailey, underrated by a mile. I love my smoker. (laughs) I love my smoker. Now, I have a pit boss smoker, um, the Laredo 1000, um, that I got at Walmart for like cheap like it was it had been like 1200 bucks or 1800 bucks and i got it for like 600 on a sale i got up out of the bed one morning uh, like a saturday morning like i told bethany she's like hey they got these smokers on like she was barely awake she's like they got these smokers on sale for like 600 bucks at walmart i popped up at the bed like i'm going by i'm going to go buy a smoker um but i don't have one of those (laughs) fancy traegers i would like to have a traeger one day but i think that my pit boss can probably do anything that a traeger can do so i don't know yeah. Hashtag Traeger sponsor Alex. Yes. If you if Traeger, reach out. Your boy has a big beard. He likes meat. You can become part of the channel weekly basis. We'll cook everything. Speaking of your beard, Alex, uh, there was a interesting comment mm-hmm. in your chat. I'm trying to scroll back to see who's Yeah, said but it. your mustache, dude, listen, you, that little porn stash that you've got going on, wannabe porn stash that you've got going on. <laughs> listen, I I've, I can grow the wire, okay? I think you. Sh- I mean, I know the beard is your brand, but hey, Buzz and Baitco said Bailey's mustache is greater than the symbol than Rudd's beard. Yeah, listen, Buzz and Baitco. I-, I totally disagree, but like, I know listen, that you would never shave your beard. Listen, I will delete our podcast. But I will just love we did to together. see. Okay. <laughs> I would love to see your stash. Just stand alone. Just stash. Dude. Just stash. I used to have just a goatee. I used to have just a goatee with no stash. And then I did like the Wolverine sideburns for a while, had big, long, like mutton chop sideburns. And then finally I just went full wild man and let it all grow in. I, you know, someone asked me the other day, Alex, will you ever cut your beard off? And I, I've thought about it and I don't even know, like, like what would happen if I cut my beard? off? <laughs> like, I don't know because I've not, not had a beard now for literally I mean, almost 10 years. I mean, probably more than 10 years. I've not not had a beard. I've not not had some sort of facial hair. And so it would be really weird. Like, even if I ever cut it, I don't think I would shave. I think I would just, like, trim it very closely and then let it grow back out. You know what I mean? But, like, something dramatic would have to happen. Like, I would have to have, like, some sort of lesion on my face that needed to be treated before I would, like, cut it off. I don't know. It's just, it is, I don't know. Like, but I've always said, I've always said, I will cut my beard off for a hundred thousand dollars. You find somebody to wire me a hundred grand into my bank account, I will shave this bad boy right off my face immediately as soon as I see the money in my account. So a hundred thousand dollars is what. So the you could totally do like a mean curl too, like with a top hat, you know, with like a monocle. Oh yeah, I used to curl it. Like you can, I can actually kind of get it going right now. You can get it to curl up. You just gotta. Dude, you need to do that. Just be like you're you're the proper bass fisherman with like the curled Monica. mustache, like holding a teacup at the ramp, like proper as hell. Yeah, yeah. Today we go bass fishing. We ride it hey, on. Duck Dynasty's Phil Robertson says mustaches over everything. Interesting. 
The Bailey Stash Senko is the next worm on the market. Listen, uh, you didn't spell my name right, but I think that I think it's he's on par. That is Bailey. <laughs> That's Bailey. 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 Hi, I'm Bailey. This is my evil twin, Bailey. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh Lord. All right. Underrated. Overrated. I have a story to go with this one. Underrated, overrated fireworks. Uh, I might go overrated, man. I know it sounds un-American, but like <laughs> I grew up with anyway. dogs that were petrified of it. And I just, dude, I hated it because the dogs would freak out and just have panic attacks. And it annoyed the hell out of me of like, felt bad for them because they're like shaking in my lap and it's like imagine this 100 pound german shepherd like putting its claws into me and like shaking because of fireworks it got so old that i don't know like fireworks are cool and all but i always say every time i hear a firework nothing is more american than terrifying your local veteran and making him have a ptsd attack because you're shooting off fireworks I mean, legit. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Like, I'm not joking when I say it. it's a legit thing that happens to veterans. Like, they. Yeah, it's that's legit. Yeah. Like, I, it's not, not playing around. But anyway, so I got a story. So the other day, we're sitting on the back porch, and it was uh, Memorial Day. Me and Bethany sitting on the back porch. We burn a little fire, just hanging out, and neighbors start shooting off fireworks. About 20 minutes into the fireworks shooting off, a dog just comes like blazing through my yard blazing like and i was like bethany's like where'd that dog go and i was like i have no idea so i don't think nothing else about it bethany of course her being the animal lover that she is she's like i'm so worried about the puppy uh so the next morning we wake up and it's like two houses down at, at my neighbor's house and bethany goes i'm gonna go get that dog and i was like okay whatever you want to do go get the dog so she goes down there talks to the neighbors neighbors like yeah we put it on facebook couldn't find the owner blah 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 so Bethany brings the dog back over to the house. It ends up being like a poodle or a golden doodle or whatever. And and so we put it in the garage and Bethany puts it on Facebook. Well, about 20 minutes later, we get a message on Facebook and the lady's like, hey, I think that that's my neighbor's dog. So now, mind you, this whole entire time, dude, I can't get this dog to look at me, make eye contact with me, anything. I'm like, hey, buddy, look at me. What are you doing, man? The neighbor called it Gary, so I was calling it Gary. I'm like, Gary, look at me, Gary. And I'm like, hey, buddy, you want a treat? Like, you know, want to play ball? Like, this dog, dude, just no interaction. Well, I start to think that it's deaf. Like, I think this dog's deaf because it had one of its ears was kind of messed up. And I was like, this this dog is definitely deaf. I was like, it just no interaction. Like, you have to be really, really loud, and it'll kind of glance at you, but that's it. So I'm thinking, this dog's deaf. So... We get the address for the person that where they think the dog is at, and I pull into this place. And when I pull in, it's a little Mexican woman and a little Mexican man with their Mexican children. And guess what they all speak? Oh, no. Spanish. Uh-oh. The damn dog didn't speak English. It didn't understand <laughs> English. Because these people could barely speak English. Like, very, very, very broken English to the point where it was like one word, you know, one word responses back and forth between me and him to get him to understand that we had the dog. Well, as soon as they walk up, they come to the house to pick the dog up. As soon as the they see the dog, he says something to the dog in Spanish, and the dog gets like super jacked up and happy because he could understand what he was saying. Here's oh, the deal. Yeah. Never in my life did I ever 
even think for like a second about the th- the fact that there are dogs and other animals in other parts of the world and in other countries and even here in America that are not spoken English too, and so they don't understand English when you talk to them in English. Dude, that's insane. So fireworks I, I, overrated. <laughs> yeah. Long long short of it, fireworks are overrated, but they're kind of underrated because now I have a story about a dog that spoke Spanish. That's nuts. Yep. Dude, I can't imagine that. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm like sitting, I'm like, hey buddy, look at me. You want to play ball? You want to treat dog won't even look at me. This dude walks up, says one thing in Spanish, he's like, hola. And I mean, this dog's like, holy shit. There he is. I know that guy. I know that language. And he just like gets so excited. He starts jumping around, running around the yard, jumps right in the truck with the guy. Like just, yeah, it was fantastic. So that's, now I now have another story to tell, you know, you you ever seen, you know, it's like one of them, you ever seen a grown man naked, but no, but I do know a dog that speaks Spanish. So there you go. Oh, Lord. Hey, one more reminder, ladies and gentlemen. We are doing a raffle. Every dollar that you enter into the raffle is one entry into win an 8-inch call shab, a uh, Revo SX rocket, and then a Maxent package from Bailey that includes some JDM exclusive bait. So go down, hit the link in the description of this live stream, and make sure and enter that raffle. Uh, so that you will have a chance to win one of those prizes. We're going to give away three different prizes. I just got word from Bethany that she is unable to access the program that allows her to pull the winners tonight. So we will pull the winners this week, and I'll announce it on next week's live stream. So make sure if you're here and you've entered the raffle to make sure and enter that next week. But I will also make sure while we're live next week, we uh, donate the money live too. So whatever we raise tonight, we will donate to the Punt Foundation. You guys are awesome. I love you. Bailey, I love you. Underrated, overrated. The beach. The beach, uh, overrated. That's all I get. That's just it. Sorry, there's a big swim bait on sale right now that I'm trying to buy. So this is why I'm looking down at my phone. But I'll, I'll probably. What, do you, what, are, you, what are you trying to buy? Uh, I'm not going to say it till I have it bought. So it doesn't get sold, <laughs> sold down on me. Is it one of them Spro ones? Stop it. It is one of yes. them Spro ones. Yes, it is one of the Spro oh, ones. Oh, man. Then it's discounted. Can't... It's not the Spro one, it's KGB. Oh, it's like the actual one. The legit one. Uh, like, what um, are you going to get for it? 250 bucks? 60 Where is it at? Don't worry about it yet. Well, send <laughs> me a trying, link. Send me a link. Out my shit first. <laughs> send me the link. Send I'll me. send you the link. I'll send you the link. Do the roar. Do the <laughs> roar. Um, The beach, dude, I hate, I hate heat. I'm a northern guy. I have cold blood. Like, it's like, I don't know. I hate I hate the if I'm there fishing like I can deal with it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's like my only thing. Yeah, I'm not a big beach guy to be totally honest. I, I I just I don't know. I just don't like the beach. It's the sand. It's the hot. It's just the whole experience is just not great. You know what I mean? And so like I don't really enjoy the beach. Um, I, I have to agree. It's really overrated. Like I enjoy it for a moment and then I'm just kind of like, okay, like I've seen, I enjoy the ocean. Now I'll tell you when I really enjoy the beach is the middle of the winter. So me and me and Bethany for several, several years, we didn't go last year, but for many, many years in a row, we would go to the beach on new year's and man, it was awesome because there's nobody there. 
you know, it's you and, and like six other old people and like all the restaurants are empty, all the shops are empty and you can like walk down the beach in a pair of shorts and a hoodie. And it is like the greatest beach experience that you will ever have because it's just, it's all the fun of the ocean and the beach without the blazing hot sun and all the drunk people that are there to just disturb your peace. Mm-hmm. I did see a lady last year, though, fall and break her nose on the beach, and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. (laughs) The beach is, like, I think the only thing cool about, like, a Myrtle Beach or something like that, like a very populated, like a spring uh, spring break type of beach, is, like, you're there just chilling, maybe having a few beverages yourself, but, like, people watching. How is this thing only 60 bucks? That's what I'm saying. Just don't ask questions. Order it. Because <laughs> it's a it's a legit source. Which color should I get? Bone. You think? I got one in Gizzard and Bone. And, dude, it walks in place. Like, I, I'm impressed. I was throwing it a bunch. Oh, hell, it's... That was actually... I caught one of my six-pounders on it in my 30-pound bag on Monday. Really? Mm-hmm. I just wonder if I should get this because I have what I got today and... I'm probably going to use that more than I would use this. I think it's worth trying regardless if you can swing it. 60 bucks is better than what they're usually going for. Yeah. Yeah. So those are real ones. Those are like legit ones. Yes. Not, those are like the, yeah. Those not are the not spro the spro ones. ones. Although it says spro on it. So I don't know. But it says KGB shad. But it also says spro. I think those are the spro ones. I don't think. But still 60 bucks. For that, because they're in stock there. I think that's worth it. Well, let me know. They what walk you, so good. Let me know what you do. How with it? And I may order me one later. Because eventually. Okay. Well, cool. Order two, actually. Well, then I may just buy one from you. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, the beach is overrated. I don't like it. Go in the winter. It's a hell of a lot better. Bing, bang, boom. Baby pachyderm. I did watch a lady yeah. fall on the beach last year and broke her nose where it looked like that someone had punched her. I mean, dude, it was like sideways like this and she was ah, screaming drunk as a skunk blood pouring everywhere i just sat back and people watched and just it was like watching the special olympics in slow motion i mean it's just you can't help from look away from it all right um underrated overrated braid deleter uh i think it's adequately adequately rated now degree uh it's adequately rated now because I feel like many folk have adopted it and realized that it's way better than going straight floral. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would I wouldn't say it's underrated anymore. Because I'd say if it was like five six years ago, maybe underrated. But I think nowadays, like it's not overrated by any means. So tell me some of the applications where you use braid deleter. Uh, all of them. All of them. Even uh, frogs. Spinning. Spinning, spinning, spinning. <laughs> oh, so all of them because it's all you use as a spinning rod? A lot of the time. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I would say the biggest thing that's crucial for me mm-hmm. is spinning rod 100%. I don't ever use uh, braid to fluoro or braid to mono for that. I do a little braid to mono depending on the technique and depending on how the fish are eating it. Mm-hmm. Um but for me, the ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, it's drop shotting mm-hmm. uh, for smallmouth and largemouth. Whether it's throwing a cover shot or like a mosquito light for a nose hook, 
Um, it's always Bray DeFloro because helps the hook sets. I just depends on how long my leader is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Ned Riggin, um, flukes, like small, small flukes. If I'm not using on bait casters, mm-hmm. uh, wacky rigging for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, long leader, like high vis line. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I mean, the only time I ever use a spinning rod that isn't braid to fluoro is a spy bait. And that is like 100% uh, 10 pound mono that I put on the entire reel mm. that stays on there for the whole time throwing the spy bait. And that's it. And I take it off. Interesting. See, I, David Swinside, when we were talking about spy baits, he does a, like a top shot, like very, very, very long leader, but still uses a braid base. You can do that. Um, I just, I found a system that worked for me mm-hmm. in regards to, uh, I swap all my spy bait hooks out to, um, number six Ichikawa's it's a little bit of juice for you guys, but Ichikawa hooks are absolutely sticky as hell. Um, and I use a little bit stiffer of a rod. I use, uh, a seven foot medium, but it's more like a, a blend between a medium and a medium heavy, if it makes sense from a spinning rod. And I set up, like as soon as I get I get bit, I set up into them and I kind of set the hook into the fish, which with the mono and the heavier rod just balances out the equation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it works for me. I usually have both hooks buried. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go rated. It's adequate for me because. So here's my deal with fishing line there's a lot of camps. I feel like there's two camps in fishing. There is 100% fluorocarbon all the time, every application, you know, like fluorocarbon, 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 fluorocarbon. And then there's braid to leader dudes. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a few outliers, but like those are your two big camps. I fall into the camp of, I use copolymers. I use mono, I use braid to leader, I use straight fluorocarbon. I mean, it just depends on what I'm doing. Like, I love to use a bunch of different line. And so, like, for my buzz bait, I use a 40-pound braid to a 17-pound trilene XL smooth mono leader. And it's just, I don't know why I like it. Like, I like the way that that is. There's something about that system for me that works really well, and I like it. Uh, for like top water, like walking top water, same system, 40 pound braid to a 17 pound XL smooth mono leader, but not a long leader, like maybe like length of my forearm or maybe like the length of my arm, very, very short leader. It's just like enough shock absorbent that number one, when they hit it, here's, I think this is why I like it the most is because when they hit it, if they miss it, with braid, that braid recoils very easily because it's so supple. And so, like, I've had it where I'm reeling a buzz bait, and one comes up and pushes it and doesn't get it, and my blade, like, tangles in the braid, and then you've lost that cast. Where with that mono, it pushes it, and that mono recoils back and pulls away from itself and doesn't clump like the braid does. So for top water, that's why I like it. Spinning mm. applications, every spinning application that I throw, it's 10-pound braid to a 10 pound fluorocarbon leader. I literally, that's all I've ever done ever from Michigan to Florida and everywhere else in between. It's the only thing that I use. <laughs> like I don't Ben would Ben. I'm sure you and Ben would probably fight me on this one. Cause there's like days that Ben's like, you need to use the six pound. And I'm like, dude, they, they ain't going to know the damn difference between six and 10. They can't see it. But anyway, um, 
And then, but like, I like to use copolymers too. So like with my coal shad and like, you know, if I'm throwing that, I'm throwing a coal shad on a seven, six medium, heavy, fast action. Essentially it's like a jig rod because you mm-hmm. got to have that little bit of ass in there. Well, what I do to counterbalance the fact that that rod's fast action, cause we were talking about it today. I like a little bit more moderate. I use copolymer because copolymer has a ton of stretch and it helps me to just really bury hooks versus ripping them out. And so, and then too, I set the hook like a banshee. So I got to be careful because like when something eats a coal shad, I go freaking literally six to 12. Yeah. I go six to 12 on them. Just freaking rocking just as hard as I can and try to kill them and everything else. And so I speak for the trees. (laughs) I speak for the trees. And for some reason they about to get it. Um, yeah, so that's my kind of opinion online. I don't know. I like using a whole but I really I was brought up on coal polymer and I was brought up on mono because it's what was cheap and it's what dad put on the reels and that's probably mm-hmm. why I set the hook as hard as I do is because of that, but like it doesn't bother me. Like I'm like John Cox where it's like give me some big game, I'll be all right. Like we'll go we'll go figure it out. Get big game and an extra heavy rod and we'll we'll see what happens. Like so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think the only time I'm still using mono these days is for like a popper or like a, uh, I wish they wouldn't dis- uh, discontinue it, but the Berkeley Spin Rocket, that little prop bait, mm. which is not just a Florida bait. I'll tell folks, mm. I catch it up north too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about the only time I use mono anymore. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's straight braid or braid fluoro for spinning or straight braid or straight uh, fluorocarbon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the mono leader on the top water, because someone says because it floats, not even that. Because, like, I know a lot of dudes who use it braid to fluoro leader on top waters. It's the recoil more than anything. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. that, that recoil is critical, especially when they're not eating it good. Like, when they're not stuffing it, I've had, especially during, this happens during the shad spawn the most. I don't know, Bailey, your experience with this. Is there a shad spawn up north? Like, do y'all have enough shad that you see a big shad spawn? No, okay. We have shad, but like they don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't do that. Yeah, they so don't do what you do in the south. So, like down here during the shad spawn, something that bass will do is just slash at things. Like they just just rush out and just like try to run through it. They don't try to focus in. They don't try to eat it. They're just trying to like run through it and kill it and eat whatever as much as they can. I guess at one time. And so what I've found is during the shad spawn, especially when they're not like keying in on it, that that little bit of mono can save so many casts because there's so many situations like with big points and stuff like that, where I don't want to go up on the point. And so I'm making these long bomb casts and I'm working this top water and I'll have like three or four try to eat it. And then one will like finally like smoke it and get it. But like those three or four before that, if you didn't have that little bit of mono in the front of it, would just totally mess up the cast because they push that treble hook into that bait and you come back with a mess. I'll tell you something else that can happen with braid is a treble a treble will cut that braid. Like it'll get in between the the threads and pull that braid apart and then you go to sling that damn top water and you just pop that bad boy off and sling her straight into the trees. And I am the Lorax and I speak for them and they don't like that. Nope. I also love the fact that there is a user on here tonight whose username is YouTube user. That's a that's a that's a good username. That is a that's a solid. That is I don't know if that is unironic or ironic, but if it is ironic, that is an awesome username. I think that's somebody that doesn't have a a channel profile yet. I think that's what that is. Oh well, 
But either way, they, they the said way they use the Alfredo knot, and I love the Alfredo knot too. The Alfredo knot. Yep. You haven't heard of the Alfredo knot? Nope. Uh, it's the I, it's the Alberto knot with with autocorrect. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I've heard the Alberto knot. Is it the Alberto knot? I don't know which one it is. It's, There's it's, Alberto or Albright. I don't know. Maybe it's Alberto. I think it's the knot. It's the knot for guys who like tying knots and not fishing. So there's the one where it's like you make the loop with the braid over whatever fluoro mm-hmm. and you like twist, twist, twist inside the big loop mm-hmm. and then you cinch and you do the other thing with the other side and then you cinch them together. To my understanding, that's Alberto, but I'm not sure. John King said if we raise enough money to shave that garbage mustache, a John Man. is just mad because he came up to Buffalo again Whatever. and I was too busy to go grab a beer with him. So he's he's personally just attacking me as a human being. <laughs> he's just after you. He's just he's done just with you. after me. Everything I do, he's just hating. That's funny. No, yeah. I got to come to Buffalo. I guess I am coming to Buffalo. I guess I'm going to come fish Cayuga with you guys. Like, how easy, easy is it? Like, is it just stupid easy and I just come up? Like, what do I need to bring? Like, what's the what's the game? Can I go flipping? Can I go flip docks and just catch them? Like, I don't want to win. I just want to catch a lot of fish. Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay, cool. That's all I need to You make. can flip docks uh, and bring your call sheds. Okay. Yes. Can I bring that other thing that I got too? Yes. <laughs> Definitely bring that. Si, si senor. <laughs> yes. Very good. Very, bring the, very bring good. the biggest jaywalker you have too. I love. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> so like, fun. so like, how hard? I think the only thing about Koga that I've noticed is going to be very hard to win because all the fish are like the same dimensions. They're eighteen inches long, but they weigh like six pounds. <laughs> Well, the nice part is is when Hobie's going to be there, there will be spawn still happening, but it's going to be weather dependent, and two, it's going to be heavily post-spawn where the majority of fish are going to be at, um, but you got to know how to target them. And the majority of kayaking that are going, in my opinion, I don't think know how to target them. Is it a very big lake sense. or no? It's like, pretty damn big. It's like, uh, I want to say it's like 40 miles long. So you can like get away from people. You can, um, it, but it's 38 miles long, um, which is still a long ways north to south. The only issue is if there's a hard south wind, uh, that's going to suck. Mm. It's going to condense everybody. Mm. Um, but the only thing is to not give too much away. There can be a big spawn that happens in a certain area of the lake that can make things difficult. But the problem is, is that 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 species isn't as long. Mm. So, I mean, I think most folks understand what I'm saying here. I'm I'm talking about smallmouth. (laughs) Like they're not as long as the largemouth in that lake. A four pound smallmouth there is like 18 inches where a four pound largemouth is like 19 in the post bomb. Gotcha. So it's going to get one off large mouth. Uh, but I think somebody could do a mix or somebody could at least be in the top 10 easily if they find spawning small mouth, because where there's one, there's 50. I dig it. Yeah. So it, it's going to be a mix of a lot. If we have good weather, like low winds, it's going to take a lot, a lot, a lot. I think it's going to take 98 inches a day to win out there. Okay. Well, I'm coming. I'll tell you, I mean, I'll tell you straight up for, I mean, folks already know how I fish, but like, I'm going to be staring at Mega Live the whole day. I know you are. The entire day. I'm not. 
I know you're not. I'm gonna turn on my graph. I'm gonna turn on my graph and we go. Well, water's this degree. All right, I'm gonna go flip docks. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> Peace, Alex. You going to practice today? Nope. I'm just gonna skip docks. I'll see y'all later. Just go have fun without me. Uh, I, I if you come up, I got a pretty cool deal that uh, we'll go try and practice. And if it's on, it's all yours. Okay. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's, gonna crack, it's gonna crack their asses, and it's gonna be great. All right, I'll take you. I'll take you to the juice hole after the event. You gonna show me your juice hole? Um, <laughs> <laughs> while you're showing me your juice hole, um, we gotta go visit Punt while I'm there though, because they're in Buffalo. How far are we from Buffalo when we're at Cayuga? Uh, Cayuga's an hour and a half from my house, and I'm in the heart of Buffalo right now. Oh, so, so it's if not you want to come far. stay with me, it's right there. Okay. Well, then we'll do that. I'll come see you cool. for a day or two. We can go fish somewhere. Yeah. We'll yeah. eat some chicken wings. We'll go see my peeps at Buff at in Buffalo at Punt. Maybe yeah. have a meal with them, and then we'll go over to Cayuga and look at each other's juice holes, and it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a date to me. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm talking about, boo. All right, uh, speaking of juice holes, green, yellow, or orange? Green, yellow, or orange? Yellow. That's quite big. I will uh, downsize your face with... My balls was hot. There it is. My balls was hot. My balls was hot. My balls are kind of hot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen, I love y'all. Like I said... Raffle is going to be actually. We're just going to extend the raffle into next week. We've had some awesome donations come through. I do love you guys. Um, seen some some big donations come through, so I do appreciate you very very much. But we're going to have to extend the raffle into next week. Simple reason because Bethany broke her computer a couple weeks ago. We've not had a chance to replace said computer or get any of the data off of it, and so the data to get into the website back door portion to be able to access the donations that have come in and be able to print out the sh- or use the sheet that we use to pick the donation winner for the raffle won't be able to be accessed until probably this week when I get a hold of Jason Ryan who designed my website and then he can give me my login back for that shit and I know that I should probably be more responsible for that and have that probably saved somewhere but I don't because I'm an idiot there's also been a lot going on in life lately and so I've not really thought about all the stuff that's probably on Bethany's computer that we need to get off there and so, yeah, I love you guys. We'll see you next week. We're going to extend the raffle to there. We'll give away some more crap next week. And as always, you guys are sweet. And we will see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay.